0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Good afternoon, folks. Welcome to Enterprise Biz Bytes. I'm Roshan Karnison, joined in the
2: studio by... It's me, Rich Bradbury. Rich, you sound surprised. I am a little bit surprised. It's been a long week, Roshan. (laughs) I'm I'm surprised (laughs) I'm still here and still... uh, Yeah, but yes, it's Thursday, though. It's Thursday. It's 12.06 p.m. Mm. We are a day closer to
1: Friday, which means we're a day closer to the weekend. Indeed. Um, But... Let's get on with the show, shall we? So on a global scale, uh, yes. Rich, on a not so uh, positive note, uh, women remain largely underrepresented in the field of entrepreneurship. And, you know, on, on a week where we are talking about World Entrepreneurship Day earlier this week was August 21st. Uh, it was I thought we, we thought it was a good time to talk about how to uh, look at this and develop uh, more uh, entre- women. Entrepreneurs in the space because in Malaysia, despite making up approximately 49% of the population, female entrepreneurs are only estimated to make up
2: 20% of the industry based on registered entrepreneurs. Yeah, and on top of that, securing uh, financing remains uh, a great challenge for female entrepreneurs, with less than 3% of global VC funding in 2019 going to female startups, with the number dropping further to 1% in 2020.
1: Yeah, in fact, I think we covered this a few months
2: ago with folks
1: from Scale Up Malaysia mm. as well. Now, this Despite this, in 2022, more women uh, than ever started their own businesses, with twice as many businesses being started by women. If we look at the UK in 2018, female-led businesses continue to show economic potential with a BCG, that's Boston Consulting Group, publication from 2018 noting that businesses founded by women ultimately delivered higher revenue, more than twice as much per dollar invested than those founded by men, making women-owned companies better investments for financial backers. Uh, today, on the show we're speaking with Lean In Malaysia about their new entrepreneurship bootcamp 1.0 and how they're going to support more women in entrepreneurship here in Malaysia helping us with this conversation is Alia Ainudin, lead for Lean In Malaysia's community engagement team as well as Shamila Ravindran managing partner for Ravindran advocates and solicitors and Lean In Malaysia advisor if you have any thoughts on this you can WhatsApp us on our U-Mobile number that's 018-789-8899 um, Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you for having us. Hi. Pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You
1: know, for uh, Alia, for those who maybe aren't so familiar with Lean In Malaysia or Lean In in general, maybe start us off by telling us a little bit about what the work that Lean In does.
3: Yes. Let me give you a background of Lean In Malaysia and how it yes, came about. So in 2013, Sheryl Sandberg authored a book called Lean In Women, Work and the Will to Lead. Cheryl wrote about the ambition gap and how ambition can be perceived as a negative characteristic in women. So that book went absolutely viral. And following through from the success of that book, Cheryl went on to establish a lean-in organization, a non-profit organization in the U.S. And the purpose of this was to create a World Connect or a network for women to further their personal and professional goals. Lean In Malaysia is an extension Mm. of Lean In Org U.S. Uh, Linin Malaysia was founded by Sarah Chan and Abir Abdul Rahim in 2015 with six other women. I'm one of those six women and we now uh, sit on a board of advisors for Linin Malaysia. We have more than Eight thousand members uh, in Malaysia and more than three hundred thousand members in our network across the Asian region. We are all volunteers and we have full time jobs. And so, <laughs> many most days we work out of our cars uh, after work, during lunch hour, or out of my office. And so, but it's really rewarding. It's been a rewarding journey.
2: Mm. Yeah. Okay, so based on your your experiences and the work that you've both done with Lean In, we kind of had a bit of an introduction there about some of the difficulties. Um, what, do you, what do you think are some of the common challenges faced by women and, and how Lenin is trying to address some of those challenges?
3: I'll take that question first, yeah. So there's a Grant Thornton uh, International Business Report in 2023 that shows 40% of leadership positions in Malaysia are held by women. The percentage remains the same from last year. So if the percentage remains the same from last year, then there's a chance that those numbers will regress further in the next couple of years. We also see post-pandemic, more businesses are backed to being office-based. And these impacts the promotion of women leadership as businesses uh, without flexible working practices tend to be less attractive to women. Women mostly hold the responsibility of taking care of the children and family and they are the most impacted. Hence the need for programs such as the Women Entrepreneur Bootcamp that we are Mm. planning uh women are uh, 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 women are embark women who sorry, women who basically want to embark on their own businesses or or start their own entrepreneurship journey, this would be the right thing to do mm.
1: yeah. and uh, so that's one particular area of focus, mm. right? Um but what else has Lenin been trying to do over the last few years? because entrepreneurship is not the only focus that you guys have.
0: Yeah, so we've, over the last few years, we've actually done quite a few different programs. This would actually be, this year we our seventh year, um, seventh program running. But the past has been really focused on the corporate space and sort of two main challenges of getting women back into positions of leadership or actually getting them to come back into the workforce after long career breaks. Mm.
1: Yeah, and that's generally one of those key things, right? Getting back into the workspace, which after a career break, which is something you, that lean has focused on for some time. Mm. Um, now... The elephant in the room here is that the term lean in has gotten flack in recent years for asking too much of women so i have to ask you both how do you respond to that and i think this became a bit more of a got more attention i think after michelle obama's book becoming yes. if i'm not mistaken
0: yes um so maybe i can kind of add a little bit of perspective there i think um first of all we have to remember this was written about a decade ago, not yeah. to make us all sound really old, but that was
2: 2013. Why did you have to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. it's almost the weekend. Just
0: in case you forgot, yeah. it was 2013, it was a decade ago. And I think our views of what is expected of women and what women should and can do and should be, want, what that they want to do has evolved since then. So I think those principles that the book wanted to highlight, the it was trying to change the conversation from being about not what women can't do, but what women can do and how to encourage women to be bolder, to advocate for yourself, back yourself and take that seat at the table if that's what you want. And these are not ostensibly wrong. You know, these are what we should be encouraging. But I feel a lot of the sort of I suppose the kickback to this has been why is it just on the women as individuals themselves what about the structural and systemic changes that need to take place in order for this to not even be a problem where Mm. women have to fight for ourselves Mm. you know
1: yeah I I like what you said that one particular phrase if that's what you want and I think that's the key phrase here right it's not everyone needs to lean Mm. in or lean out or whatever it is it is if you want to do that take your seat at the table and push for what you want uh and sometimes i think we get lost in the binary of this or that when really it's
2: all just shades of gray Mm -hmm. um now before we do talk about entrepreneurship though um i want to look at some you you conduct career programs for for women And, and based on some of the feedback that you've had previously what were some of the key lessons that participants kind of most resonated with
0: Um, Yeah, sure. So I think um, one thing that has been important for us throughout all of the programs that we run is the concept of mentorship. And I can't stress enough how important that is for, I'd say, almost for everyone, but especially for women who are trying to really identify their own gaps, their own, and actually not the time kind of facing our own mindset. You know, how do we tackle the things that we say to ourselves? So having programs that have been supported through mentorship has been very important. And another thing that often gets overlooked, really, is the concept of negotiation. Mm. Uh, Women Mm. are not always naturally uh, confident at advocating for themselves. And this is really such a useful skill set because it applies to just every aspect of your life. It's personal, it's professional, it's, you know, telling your boyfriend to just pick up the dishes you know about <laughs> why it's his turn versus say you know actually negotiating for that salary increase with yeah. your your manager uh and so a lot of the feedback we got was that the women actually really appreciated this and having that sort of concept of strategies and knowledge to feel prepared when they go into scenarios where they have to advocate and negotiate was really beneficial
1: mm-hmm. yeah and i think you know uh, when people hear that um, these are some things that maybe some people take for granted right but there are cultural and societal issues that we can't get into today that's a whole three-hour conversation yeah, to you, have you, another you'll day you'll have to get us back again you know that's <laughs> a series you know it's a series that we can talk about at some point but those are some of the things that you both have uh, seen in the programs and where people have appreciated um, i think it'd be nice to talk about success stories you know before we go into a few messages any particular success stories that you th- would like to share with us today
3: We've had uh, many women actually join our programs. And it's not only the Lean In uh, career program. We've had Lean In youth programs. We've had master classes and circle dialogues over the years. We went on a, a complete you world, know, tour. A world tour. <laughs> when we, started in, in like 2015. we just went all the way. And so we were just experimenting at that point to see what women and men actually really wanted at that point. And so in terms of success, we've had... A lot of these women who have not had jobs in years have gone back into the workforce. We've had women who have gone and asked for pay, uh, raise and raises and, you know, and they've they've basically learned to advocate for themselves. Mm -hmm. They've also created their own circles in different states, for example. So from Lini in Malaysia, we've had smaller circles that have uh, been created in penang mm. in sabah mm. and so we understand with women it's really about creating that ecosystem um, mm. around their communities and around themselves and so actually and yeah. just
0: in terms of sort of i love a good stat right and i think it's <laughs> one that, think it's we should be quite proud of as well so we've we've run a couple of i say a couple of like things four or five specifically career combat programs and through that, we've seen 85% of our participants actually return to the workforce within 12 months of graduation. That's brilliant. Um, and some, like Sham said, some of these women, I think the longest gap that I remember personally was 15 years of wow. being out of the workforce. And she actually went back to work. Um, and we've had and one of our, actually from our first career comeback program. She had taken a break to become a full-time mother and essentially became a single mother. She separated from her partner. He just wasn't involved in the children anymore. And she came to the program. She graduated and she returned to the corporate workforce and then even went on to complete her master's and is now running her own business two years in.
2: Brilliant. So. Now, what I'm hearing from, from this backwards and forwards here is community, you know, this mm. idea of how important is that?
0: I think, just
3: so important. It's everything. <laughs> it's everything, It's everything, eh? everything yeah. really, especially for women because with women, we have children, we have families, we have parents, and we're constantly looking outside trying to foster this, you know, uh, safe, comfortable environment for mm. our family, right? And so I think we most essentially need that, that network or that support system. And it, for me personally, that's the reason why I started mm. my work with Lean In is just finding mm. that tribe of women who can understand the challenges that Mm. you're going through and be able to empathize and be able to give you solutions, for example, or connect you to the right people, for example. And that that, that
0: community isn't even just Malaysian, to be honest. Mm. I mean, that was, it was quite eye-opening. I... I was very, very honoured to go to the conference this year. And it was 83 different women from all around the world, I think representing 30 countries. Wow. So we even had a a woman from Mongolia. So there's a leading network in Mongolia. And it was this wonderful thing where you realise actually pretty much everywhere in the world there has been someone who has been touched and impassioned by this whole movement enough to actually want to spend their time doing it. And that's what actually connects, I think, us as volunteers and advocate for this movement.
1: Um. Yeah, I think that level of empathy, understanding, relatability, these are really important things. These are things we also hear from entrepreneurs in the space. about, mm-hmm. you know, having someone else to talk to that understands the struggles and challenges that your particular group deals with. And that is something that is uh, underestimated, I feel. Uh, we're going into a few messages, folks. Today on the show, we're speaking to Lean In Malaysia about how they're trying to support more women in, on, in entrepreneurship. We'll dive into that in more detail after this. I'm Roshan with Richard Bradbury. We'll be back in just a bit. So keep it here to PFM 89.9, The Business Station.
2: Backing Feminist Movements,
1: BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back to Enterprise Biz Bytes. You're here with Roshan and Richard, and that was the Red Hot Chili Peppers with Under the Bridge. Today on the show, we're speaking to Lean In Malaysia about their new entrepreneurs, Bootcamp 1.0, and how they're trying to support more women in entrepreneurship. Helping us with this conversation has been Alia Ainudin, lead for Lean In Malaysia's community engagement team, as well as Shamila Ravindran, managing partner of Ravindran Advocates and Solicitors, and Lean In Malaysia advisor. Um, Looking back, what did both of you find that you needed when you were starting out or when, when, maybe even going back to work that you both have brought into building out these programs? Right? Because a lot of this, again, you were both volunteers in Lean in Malaysia. Um, yeah. What, what did you both bring in uh, that you felt was needed?
3: So, Roshan, I started practice, legal practice in 2004. And then I set up my own law firm in 2011. I had no idea how to run a business. It is a business. A law firm is a business. And so I made so many mistakes. And, you know, in the early 2000s, you don't, you hardly have the opportunity to reach out to a senior female lawyer, for example, and say, can we have coffee? I need your support. It I never thought about it. So mm. I made my mistakes. I had to learn on my own. And that entrepreneurship journey is very lonely, can get very yeah. lonely because you're in your head. You're constantly thinking of ideas and then, you know, it's the back and forth in your head. And you, and you really... don't know
2: if they're right ideas or not. Exactly. So yeah.
3: you, it's really all on a basis of trial and error. And I made so many mistakes and there were so many lonely days just sitting there trying to figure out if it was the right thing to do. And then I met all these amazing women in in Malaysia, 2015. We got together and we said, look, let's do something and And that's how Lean in Malaysia happened. And I have now, I'm so happy to say, found my tribe of women. I could just pick up the phone and say, this is the situation. And immediately there's a solution. There's a suggestion. There's someone that can connect me to something. And that has been so beneficial to me personally and professionally. And I think I've become a better leader for my firm and also in my other posi- volunteer positions that I hold. I, I feel like a better person mm-hmm. and I'm a lot more confident and I'm a lot happier doing the job that I do because I have this tribe of women around mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Ali. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, my
0: discovery of Lean in Malaysia was quite different because I'm I'm in the corporate space. I have a lot of admiration who are for people who are able to hustle and kind of drive their own business. Uh, not for me yet. But uh, I yeah. <laughs> took a voluntary career break, a very short one, about 10, 10 months, and re-entered a completely new industry uh, and was shaken. I felt like I knew absolutely nothing suddenly. And somehow someone kind of said there's this lean-in career program and it's based on leadership. And they actually just encouraged me to just go and try it. And I did. And it was just such an eye-opening experience that I had suddenly found people who were helping me to kind of refine that confidence that I thought I'd lost. And it was such a... The whole experience just really made me feel much more empowered and really felt... I felt so driven that I wanted to make sure I could do this for other people. I wanted to see that... I could help other people find that, sort of have that moment of like, oh, I get it. Mm. I know what I'm going to do next. Mm. And from that, I was like, how do I volunteer with you guys? Um, <laughs> and sort of now five years on, I'm still around.
2: So. How, how long was that period from like w- when you joined Lean In to it becoming, okay, I, I now get it. I understand now and I feel. Actually, the, the programs, it
0: doesn't sound very long, right? It is, I mean, some people are like, oh my God, it's eight weeks and it's like, sounds really intense. But eight weeks of your life, Is really not a lot. So it was just an eight week program where I suddenly found all of these women who got it. You know, they understood what I was talking about. They shared the same challenges. They were asking themselves the same questions that I was Mm. asking. And it was that kind of funny thing where you realize you're having a conversation with someone and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I don't feel confident in my job anymore. Or how am I, why am I doubting myself in this way? And then you give them feedback and then you go, Actually, I kind of said the same thing to myself. I'm having that exact same question. Why have I not told myself this? <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So it's a short period. It's It really can change a
3: lot of your perspective very quickly. Just greatly. to add to that, I think, you know, in giving people advice, we kind of learn a lot about mm. ourselves as mm. well. And then we try to do that for ourselves. And I that, that engagement is so important, I think. Mm. Yeah.
2: Now, you are doing these programs uh, for female entrepreneurs. Can you tell us a little bit about that and, and kind of what triggered that push uh, and, and maybe how uh, your respective uh, experiences kind of uh, inform that push?
0: Yeah. So so I've been sort of running the career programs for Lean In for about five years now. And I, I'll be honest, I was like, hmm, can I do something different? And I so happened to be that I have a very good friend who worked with me in corporate. She left, she's running her own startup. And one day she called me and she knows how involved I've been with Lean in she says, is there anything out there for female entrepreneurs? Because I'm struggling. I'm going to all these networking events, I'm pitching. I don't really see many women around with me and I really don't know how to connect to people who are going through the same experiences. And I was like, well, we 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 don't, but we, we could. Um, and so <laughs> I was like, OK, but you've got to do this with me. So I've roped her in. And so now she's part of our core working committee for building this programme because... I'm not an entrepreneur, you know, I have only had a corporate background, but I really wanted to make sure that we were bringing in people who have gone through these experiences and can tell me what is actually, what's happening? What are you really experiencing? What is your challenge as a female entrepreneur? And what can I build for you that's going to address these gaps?
2: Well, somewhat, we might argue that you are, in fact, an entrepreneur now, though. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, What will the... um, Sharma, anything you want to add to that?
3: I think, um, so I work with a lot of startups as a lawyer. I, I do advise a lot of startups. And I believe that there are certain key areas of running a business that generally startups try not don't look into. For example, legal, uh, taxes, mm-hmm. accounting. All and the these are the boring uh, stuff, right? Boring stuff. The <laughs> yeah. important, and then so-called expensive and boring stuff. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think generally startups like to or tend to leave it as the last on their list of priorities. Mm. But... My personal opinion is you really need to look into these things, set the framework in place, have your contracts drafted up, at least understand the idea of incorporating a company, etc. These are things that you need to know yourself mm. and not leave it to someone else to figure out for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Ala, yeah. you mentioned that you were trying to rope in people with experience into this program as well. Uh, any names that you can share that you've managed to bring into the program?
0: Um, So, I mean, actually, uh, one of our our working committee, the friend that kind of triggered this sort of thought process for me is Jess. She runs Dapat Gaji. So they're under salary access. They're a new startup. Uh, And actually one of our working committees well. She's a professional coach, but she was a female entrepreneur herself. So there's lots of people that are within the committee. But in terms of the mentors, again, going back to that importance of mentors, we really wanted to make sure that we look at... Breadth, you know, breadth of experience um, that we, because to be honest, we don't know exactly who our cohort is right now. We're in the process of interviewing. So we want to make sure that we have sufficient experts from across the various sort of, like kind of landscape of entrepreneurship and startups. So we Mm -hmm. have um, Francesca Chair of GoGat. So she's one of our mentors. Um, We also have Dash, Dr. Muthi. He's very well known in the entrepreneurship space. Um, uh, Yi Chang of uh, My Lab. so we also make sure that we have male entrepreneurs and male mentors because it is important to invite men into the space so it's great to have you guys here <laughs> um, talking to us and giving us this opportunity because it's not just a women's problem for women to fix you mm. have to make sure that men are in the space men are in the conversation mm. um, so we also have um, Ruvin Therichalvin of Swipee he's one of our mentors too so we look at people who've had investment experience, they are founders themselves, they may have run programs, they may From be working with industries. accelerators. Exactly. So okay. there's there's a range of experience mm-hmm. that we want to tap into.
1: You mentioned that the you don't you're not sure who the cohort is yet. So does that mean that the application is still open?
0: Yes. We are still open until the end of the twenty seventh. So that's Sunday, I think.
1: And if people want to Take a look at what's under the hood. Where can they go? (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, please do look at Lean In Malaysia on uh, Instagram. We have all of the links in our bio there. That's probably the best place where we have the most up-to-date information. Mm. And they can just submit an application.
1: And how will the program attempt to address challenges faced by women? I think that's going to be the key question that we yes. that people are going to be asking, right? So mm. how are you going to solve my problems in my entrepreneurship journey? What areas are you going to be focusing on?
0: So I think one thing that was very important that actually Sham tapped on is we we want to look at some of these very practical, important quote-unquote boring things that people maybe (laughs) overlook. But we have this ethos of you have to start with the individual themselves. I mean, it's almost like that concept of being on the plane. Put the oxygen mask on yourself before you can help the person next to you. So we start with what we're calling founder fundamentals, to look at their emotional resilience, their mental fitness, and their mindset and framing to make sure have they actually identified their own personal barriers and gaps before they take on what is actually going to be a very challenging journey to grow their business. So we start from them. Then we actually look at some of the key business strategies, the fundamentals of essentially incorporating a business, tax implications. And we're opening up what we're calling a resource clinic where they can kind of book slots with... uh, all of these different resources, you know, with a finance advisor, etc., to say, "Hey, these are the specific problems that I want," and then we essentially uh, map that out again to your personal brand, to marketing, um, brand one hundred and one for your business and yourself. Mm. So there's a whole curriculum that we're taking them through, um, and it's supported by their mentor the entire time.
2: Final question, though, before before we let you go, uh, and. I don't want to bring a downer on things, right? (laughs) But I've got to ask, and, you know, it's the first time that you're doing this. You know, how confident are you that you can provide what it is that you're saying you can provide?
3: I think Alia has mentioned this before. I mean, we've we've had eight years of experience. We've tried all sorts of programs. I think our most successful program would be the Lean In Career program. Mm. So we have a winning formula. Mm. Uh, I think the I'm very confident under Alia's leadership that uh, the uh, boot camp is going to be a refined more effective version of what we've done in the past and um, and you know if you're on that journey of entrepreneurship this is the way to go i would strongly recommend you sign up and if i might add i think one thing that has been
0: part of our kind of journey in terms of actually building this program is really making sure we talk to actual founders Uh, so we've spoken to a lot of female and male founders within our network to say okay if this was you five years ago ten years ago or however long it was that you started your journey, what do you wish you had? Mm-hmm. You know, what was that challenge that you faced? And how can I build something to address that for you? Uh, and so I think it's very, very important for us that we apply the, we We don't assume we know everything. So we've taken the time to find out, to find experts in the field who can help us from their own experiences as well. So, um, and I think as well, I mean, that one thing that maybe other programs don't have is, We are here for women. This is specifically for women. So it is a space that invites you to be open, to be vulnerable and really take stock of you yourself as well. So there is that element aside from the sort of more tangible strategies that we're putting in place.
1: All right. On that note, thank you both so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: We've been speaking with Alia Anudin, lead for Lean In Malaysia's Community Engagement, as well as Shamila Ravindran, managing partner of Ravindran Advocates and Solicitors, and Lean In Malaysia Advisor. If you missed any part of this conversation, you can catch the podcast on our website at bfm.my or download the BFM app. You can also find our shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast players. Just look up Enterprise Biz Bites. Looking ahead, we've got the Breakfast Grill. replay happening after the 1pm news bulletin. Throughout its conflict with Russia, Ukraine has continued to build relations with nations around the world to secure peace and trade stability. On Ukraine's National Day, the Money Run spoke to Denis Mikhailuk from the Ukrainian embassy to get a perspective on the country's state of affairs and also its ongoing ties with Malaysia. I'm Richard Karnison with Richard Bradbury and you're listening to BFM 89.9, The Business Station.